0: You're listening to Fresh Ideas for Teaching. Hi everyone, this is Walter. The Fresh Ideas for Teaching podcast is presented by Savvas Learning Company. Welcome back to our Science of Reading in Action podcast series. In part 2, we're picking up the conversation right where we left off from our first episode with special guest literacy author and expert Dr. Young-Sook Kim. In this episode, Dr. Kim dives into the practical ways educators can apply what the research reveals about students' writing development in their elementary classrooms. Without further ado, let's jump back in.
1: And talk about the implications that this can have Mm -hmm. for teachers in the classroom today. What big takeaways should they have Mm. in terms of practical applications? Usually districts or uh, schools have reading curriculum and writing curriculum separately. And so when it comes to, you know, reading, they just follow their reading curriculum. When it comes to writing, they follow separate writing curriculum. Uh, What that means as a consequence, unintended consequence, is that reading and writing are taught as separate subjects. When, in fact, kids actually reading and writing are developed, uh, they develop together and they're related because they draw on the same things right there are different things but you have to address but they're deba- they are deb- they uh, draw on the same things that means you actually when you integrate both reading and writing you uh, there's a synergistic effect you can get that's more than th- the effect of you know teaching reading alone or reading separately from writing right so that's i think what's being uh, what's m- missed Um, It's not, again, intentional, and teachers don't do it intentionally. It's just structurally, um, it's just, I guess, uh, it's the way things are structured at this point.
0: How do we get your theory into practice? Mm -hmm. And I know that's a really loaded question, (laughs) (laughs) but, like, just generally speaking, someone comes across this theory, and they really want to be able to integrate both of them, and they really understand it. How do you get this every day? into schools? I mean, Mm -hmm. what can teachers do now?
1: Yep. I would say a couple of things. One is you have to be very intentional and systematic. So when you, I mean, it's, it's gonna be actually more work than just following straight reading program or just following writing program. But you have to intentionally look at both and think about what from the writing curriculum you can take and then put it in the, you know, combine or integrate with reading right instruction or the other way around. So you actually have to be very intentional thinking about when I teach reading, what writing pieces can I bring into, right? And then the other way around when you teach writing, what aspects of reading pieces can I bring into? So kind of intentionality and systematic approach is important. When it comes to on a daily basis, I mean, you know, one example of word reading and spelling. So word reading, uh, one example is uh, word building. So you have, you know, start with the word, with the word and you ask, you know, kids to change uh, the word, you know, changing one sound or one letter and then do it. And that's uh, a lot of it's reading, meaning it's a receptive skills, right? Kids look at it, change it into different letter, and change it, and then read that, right? You can incorporate spelling right there. Okay, you, uh, you know, you, you, you created a word, like it says, it's a cat, right? Let's spell it. What sound do you hear? C-a-t. That's what we have, you know, C-A-T. Now let's change t to cat up. Right, so let's change to cap, and the, t- the child did that, right? And then f- they can actually do spell, write it down. Okay, so we read it. Let's now close it. Think about, okay, what sounds do you hear? We just, uh, you know, read cap. What sounds do you hear? Cap, and then write it down. So what you are doing is you are utilizing not only word reading uh, strategies but also spelling, and by doing that, you are actually. Uh, asking kids to actively retrieve inf- phonological information that they, they just practice, right? And then orthographic information, not only they just saw it, but they actually have to retrieve the letters and write it down and practice writing. That reinforces their learning. So that's word reading and spelling, just a simple example, right? So think about word reading and spelling together. And you can apply it to word study in other aspects, um, reading comprehension and written composition are a little bit more challenging, and, and actually they re- require a little bit more um explicit intention in terms of integration because word reading, in our study, we found that word reading and spelling skills are so very closely related. Whereas, that means kids who do word reading very well... Be, very, very high chance they are going to do very well in spelling and vice versa, right? Reading comprehension and written composition are related, but not as strongly. So that means those who do uh, very well in reading comprehension, they are likely to do well in written composition, but there will be also children who do not do as well in writing despite their high performance in reading comprehension. The other way around is true. So then if you want to, you know, um take advantage of the reading-writing relation, then you have to really make the connection between reading comprehension and written composition and the skills that that contribute to reading comprehension and writing make the connections very, very visible and explicit. So the example that I have is, you know, there are several examples. One example is text um, structure, right, instruction. So if you teach... Um, say opinion piece you know you state your opinion topic right and then you provide several reasons and then you conclude you have you restate your um, opinion so you teach the structure Um, then so you when you read opinion pieces you you know you have uh, text you read you identify those textures and then you put it um those ideas, and you put it in a graphic organizer. Now, when it comes to writing, you will say, remember when you read opinion piece, we identified these, these pieces. Now, when you write, we're going to have all of the same structure. Here's a graphic organizer. Um, let's put topic, sentence, let's st- state your reasons one, two, three, and then let's have, you know, conclusion. So idea generation, you're writing about your opinion, say your favorite game, your favorite food, whatever that is, and you list those things. And then you transfer it to uh, written composition. So you actually are going to, you have, the teacher has to really connect, okay, you read something, opinion, you read opinion piece, and these are the pieces you identify, you apply the same thing in writing. You can do the same thing with the author's intent, right? So when you read, what is the really hidden meaning? Why did the authors write, right? Why did character A do this? Why did character B do this? Why? Because author wanted blah, blah, blah. You can do that to develop deep comprehension in reading comprehension, right? The same thing you can actually do writing what is your goal so remember in reading when you read this story the author wanted to do this therefore employed these 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 strategies in writing what is your goal in this piece let's write it down for you to achieve these goals what would you have to do so then you're really making so you're the author at this point you have to come up with the strategies, right? So then you're really making these connections. And then that's gonna, see, kids can see the connections. So when they actually read, they can actually apply, oh, when I write, this is what I'm gonna do. If you don't do that, kids actually do not, may not see the connections. To gain a little bit more prominence of writing is really writing supports reading development. So reading supports writing development and writing develops reading development because, you know, learning occurs when you actually have to retrieve information and generate something. Writing requires much more than reading. <laughs> it's, as I said, I think actually writing is the, one of the most challenging tasks or skills that people have to develop, right? Um, so by Asking children to write about something or write about something they read, not surprisingly, they do better in writing when they actually have systematically um, have had opportunities to write about something. Um, So if people really care about reading development, I think they should really then incorporate writing instruction.
0: Wow, Sarah. Dr. Kim provides so many great insights on the science of writing. I hope our listeners were taking notes. Thanks for joining me today, Sarah.
1: Thanks, Walter. Really looking forward to continuing our Science of Reading in Action podcast series.
0: That's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to Sarah Von Heel and Dr. Youngsook Kim for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Fresh Ideas for Teaching podcast. Until next time. The Science of Reading in Action podcast series is presented by Savvis Learning Company, a next-generation learning company providing award-winning solutions for grades pre-K through 12. To learn more, visit com forward slash science of reading today. And you can keep the conversation going by following us on social media at Savaslearning. Learning.